0: A very warm welcome to The Early Retirement Show, the show dedicated to helping you navigate the nuances of an early retirement, a non-traditional retirement. Now, let's get right into the episode so we can learn how to retire early. Welcome back to the Early Retirement Show. I am your host, Ari Taubleeb. And before we hop into today's episode about creating tax free income, which is a very exciting topic, I think it's helpful to give you a little bit of background of why I'm talking about this today, but also tell you a little piece of news, which is exciting, which is that I was once again on the Ready for Retirement podcast, a special episode with my business partner that is going to be released tomorrow. Um, Didn't sound like English there. It's going to be released tomorrow and that is going to be an exciting episode because we talk about the five steps to prepare for retirement, really everything you need to know if you're going, hey, what do I need to think about in terms of retirement? And once again, if you've been listening to the show for some time, you know, it's not about that word retirement. It's really about, hey, when do I no longer need to work? That if you love work, great, keep doing it. But if you don't, when are you in a position where you no longer need to? So that episode is going to be on the Ready for Retirement podcast tomorrow, and I will do an announcement as well on my YouTube channel. So feel free to check that out. Keep your questions coming. That is how I create these episodes for this podcast, and I love doing it. So let's hop into today's episode, which is about how do we create tax-free income in retirement? And for background on this, I, before I joined Root Financial, I worked for a company known as Nuveen Investments. Now, Nuveen Investments is a company that specializes in helping people create tax-free income in retirement, and not just in retirement, but really for the ultra wealthy, so that they can pay less taxes. Now, you might have heard of muni bonds, and that is essentially what Nuveen Investment specializes in. So I was learning the ins and outs of how do people create tax-free income, but I wasn't getting the client-facing role where I was really able to implement some of these strategies for real people. So I said, hey, I want to make a switch, and that's when I essentially became an advisor. Now, that was a few years back, but the reason I'm bringing that up is my background is really in creating tax-free income. And then I get to take the personal part of it, which in my opinion gets left out often and connect it to the financial side of things. Because my job is to give... Guidance, it's really not to tell anyone what to do, but to say, hey, here are your options and here's the financial answer. So if you're looking at, hey, should I get this bond or that bond in retirement? Well, one thing that we look at is what is the taxable equivalent yield, which is another way of fancy way of just saying, hey, does it make sense to get a corporate bond? Does it make sense to get really any other bond? Or does it make more sense to get a muni bond, where we no longer have to pay taxes, that is tax-free income? So that's just an example of that, and now let's hop right into exactly why we're talking about this today. So Ari, you're going on and on about bonds again, and I think bonds can certainly play a role in the portfolio. Now, this episode is not gonna be all about bonds, and bonds have been hit hard this year, but before we go on some rant about bonds, I could do a whole nother podcast on just that. What we're gonna be talking about today is the, ta- the three, in my opinion, best ways to create tax-free income in retirement. By the end of this episode, you are going to have a great sense of how do I make sure I don't pay any more in taxes than I need to. So that is my goal. So let's hop right in. Now, first things first, when you hear about, hey, I don't want to pay any taxes, you probably hear about a Roth IRA. We are not just going to be talking about a Roth IRA. Yes, it plays a great role. Yes, it's one of my favorite accounts, but it's not the, hey, this is the only account. It's the best account. Don't use any other account. No, it depends. And so I'm not just going to be talking about Roth. So to start, just high level, if we break down what are the different types of accounts and how do we make sure that we maximize our income? Well, you've probably heard of a 401k. You've probably heard of a Roth IRA and you've probably heard of a brokerage account. So they have three very different tax structures that I'm going to summarize and then I'm going to hit you with a few points just things that I implement with clients um, when markets are doing what they're doing right now, just so you can get a sense of, okay, what should I be thinking through? Or if I have an advisor, what should they be doing? Almost as like a a double check. So to start, I like summarizing once again, what are these accounts and why do we do them? So just a brief summary, and then we'll hop right into the fun stuff, is 401k is pre-taxed. All that means is that you get a deduction today, you defer those taxes, your money grows, and then later you pay taxes on it. A Roth IRA is the opposite, meaning it's after tax, meaning you're gonna pay taxes now, and then later in the future when you wanna take that income out, you never pay taxes again. And then a brokerage account, also known as a gap fund, also known as a bridge fund, also known as a taxable account. They all mean the same thing and the financial industry tries to confuse you. I don't know if they're trying to do it for fun or why they do that, but it all means the same thing. And the reason you might have heard of a gap fund or a bridge fund is because if you want to retire early, this is one of the best accounts and it's known as a gap fund or a bridge fund because it's bridging the gap until you can touch these retirement accounts. So, those Roth 401ks, those 401ks, those IRAs, those Roth IRAs, without that 10% penalty, how do we make sure we have assets to live on? Well, This brokerage account is essentially what that is. So a brokerage account is taxable. And what that means is that taxes are due when transactions are made. So if, for example, you sell a stock, let's say that you have a stock and you bought it for $100 and went up to $1,000. Wonderful. When you sell that stock, depending on when you sell it, you're either gonna be paying taxes at the short-term capital gains rate or the long-term capital gains rate. So short-term essentially just means it's as if you made more money. So if you're in a very high tax bracket, if you have a very healthy income and you have Apple stock and it goes from $100 to $1,000, that $900 of growth, you're going to be paying taxes on that as if you just made more money. Now, if you held Apple stock for more than a year, it's going to be on a different schedule. And we're going to be talking about that today because there's a very important point here, which is that you are able to pay taxes at the 0% rate. And yes, that is not, I'm not misspeaking. That is a 0% tax rate. And I'm going to explain that in just a moment. So once again, we're looking at 401ks, we're looking at Roth IRAs, and we're looking at brokerage accounts. So let's assume to start that you are just going to start with a Roth IRA. Let's look at a hypothetical here. Well, all funds during retirement are tax-free if they are in a Roth IRA. So what we're thinking about is what are the best accounts and how should I structure my overall financial plan to minimize my taxes? And that's what we're talking about today, the three ways to do that. Number one is Roth, and it's the easiest to understand. In fact, I think, and I hope it's all easy to understand and call it five, 10 minutes from now, you'll be very clear on that. That is my goal. With a Roth, it's going to be tax-free forever. Why is that so valuable? is that no matter what you take out, no taxes are ever paid. So when you think of Roth, I want you to think of two words, tax insurance, meaning when we choose we're going to do Roth, even if you're in a high tax bracket today, sometimes I still recommend Roth and people go, Ari, why would I do that? Because I'm locking in this high tax bracket. And that's correct. But what if your taxes never go down? It's almost a way of saying, hey, I want to lock in this bracket, knowing historically brackets are low, they're going to rise. And The question to ask yourself is, are you going to make more money in the future? If you say, hey, all of a sudden, you know, I have no plans and I really don't think my career is going to keep rising and with that no income and all these different things well it might make sense not to do Roth but I still love looking at least at the comparison and doing an analysis to go hey does a Roth most likely make sense even if you're at a high tax bracket the reason for that is let's say your account continues to grow and grow and grow wonderful we want that of course now let's assume you're 50 okay and you have a million dollars well, the rule of 72 is just a fancy rule that you might have heard of saying that if we take the rule of 72 and we divide that by a rate of return, that's how many years it takes for our money to double. So if we have a million dollars and we want our money to double, call it, let's just take 8%. Well, we do the 72, we divide it by 8. That tells us in about nine years, let's just call it 10 for easy numbers, will double our money. So that million dollars, well, that doubles to two million dollars by age 60, and that million dollars is all tax-free. And let's say that doubles again. The two million becomes four million, and by the way, I know investing doesn't work like that. It's not that simple, but just for easy numbers here, well now, all of a sudden, that three million dollars of growth is all tax-free. So how can we have Roth dollars be compounding tax-free? That's the first thing I look at, but here's a few things that people don't consider, in my opinion, often at all. With a 401k, Everyone gets a standard deduction when they take out income every year. Now, if you're a married couple, it's $25,700, meaning when you file your taxes, if you make $100,000, you can itemize, meaning you can add up your mortgage interest, you can add up all of the deductions that you can take, and you can say, okay, is that a number that's higher than the standard deduction or is it lower? So add that mortgage interest up, add charitable deductions, add anything else. And if that is, once again, lower than a standard deduction, well, then let's just take the standard deduction. So I'm going to do that for this example here. So that standard deduction, once again, if we decide that, yes, that's what makes most sense, we're going to take that. It's $25,700 for a married couple. So if you have a 401k and you are retired and you go, I want tax-free income, or how do I even start thinking about creating tax-free income? Well, What I would say is if you have a 401k and that's where we're pulling income from, distribute only $25,700. That's the standard deduction, and you're not going to pay a dollar in taxes. Most people do not even consider that. So deduct this amount once it's taken out. Not bad considering you got a deduction on that contribution when you first made it. So early on in your career, if you said, hey, I contributed to my 401k, I did well, and that grew and grew and grew for you, and now it's a million dollars, just easy example. Well, you go, I want to pull from this, but I want to minimize taxes. Well, let's use the 401k tactic with this standard deduction, and let's certainly take that money out, and that taxable income would be zero if you chose $25,700. Another tactic, and this is the big one that most people never, ever, ever consider, is a brokerage fund. Now, if you remember what I spoke about brokerage funds about probably six to seven minutes ago, what I was talking about is how do we make sure that we never pay taxes again? And the example I used is if we have Apple stock for $100 and it goes to $1,000, that $900 is fully taxable, the capital gain on that, depending on when we pull it. If it's lower than a year, well, we are going to be paying as if we made more money. If it's more than a year, if we wait over a year until we decide, yes, let's sell, well, with that, there's going to be a benefit, and that benefit is that you are taxed less, essentially, tax preferential treatment. Well, when I said I was going to explain that in a little bit, here's the little bit that I'm going to be explaining, is remember, under a year, you're going to be paying as if you made more money. Over a year, you're going to be paying taxes at long-term capital gains rates. Now, hear what they are right now, and listen up. Because what they are, and I'm going to read this to you right now, might surprise you. Here are the tax brackets for capital gains treatments, meaning if you hold it for longer than a year. Zero percent if you realize gains from $0 to 83,350, 15% if you realize gains from 83,351 to five hundred seventeen thousand two hundred and twenty and 20% above the 517. What does that mean in real English, Ari? What that means is if you take out a maximum of $83,350 in capital gains per year from this brokerage account, while no reportable income is taken out, so no other income, it will not be taxed. You never received reportable income from the Roth or 401k. Your total income is still zero. So I'm going to summarize this and I'm going to clarify it a little further. Let's summarize this for a couple. Let's assume you're doing it in 2022. You go, already. I want to create tax-free income. Well, we already looked at you can take any money from Roth completely tax-free. Wonderful. Well, let's look at that, but let's look at that last, because if we can pull from that last, we can let that keep growing. I like that. Well, okay, that sounds good. Well, let's go to number two. Number two is we can take $25,700 from your 401k and not pay a dime in taxes because of the deduction. Above and beyond that, 83350 can come from a brokerage account and you're not going to pay a dime on those gains because you are underneath the income limit. So once again, when people talk about brokerage accounts or retirement accounts or what makes most sense, most people think of brokerage accounts and they go, I don't like that it doesn't have tax preferential treatment like these retirement accounts. And they would be correct, but they would not be thinking about it in retirement. In retirement, you may no longer have income or maybe there's partial income or social security or rental income or a pension. And that's why we do planning. Once again, this is what I do. So when I look at this, I go, okay, what makes most sense. Well, if you said, Ari, I'm working in my core years and I'm in my 40s and I'm trying to make as much as I can, should I take for my brokerage account? I'd say absolutely not because we're going to be paying 15%. And if you said, hey, I need the money for an emergency or for something else going on in my life, always, at the end of the day, the goal is not to have as much money as possible but to live the best life that we can sometimes it's very easy to get locked in of saying hey how can i make sure i'm doing everything to maximize my money and the answer is of course we want to do that but life happens also so know that it is okay you are a human being and if you need to pull the income for some reason great let's look at what makes most account what, what makes most sense and we're going to look at a brokerage account to do that. It plays a liquidity role in your portfolio because this money is growing for you, but you can touch it in three, four, five days if you really needed it. You would sell the funds, you'd let them settle, and you send it to your bank account. So you could touch these funds if you needed to from a bridge account. And yes, there's taxes, but it's not near as much as what the penalty would be from your Roth IRA or 401k if you wanted it before 59 and a half. So to summarize, $25,700, $25,700, you could take that from a 401k, not pay a dime in taxes. 83350 from the brokerage account, not pay a dime in taxes. Any additional amount from the Roth. What I just explained to you is how to create $109,200 in tax-free retirement money. Now, Of course, this is assuming you only have these three accounts. It's, of course, assuming that your situation is like everyone else's and there's no income, which I know is not the case. But a reason why tax planning is so important when working with an accountant and a fiduciary Ultimately, the goal is not to say, how can I have as much money as possible? It's how can I make sure I don't pay a dime more in taxes than I need to? And how can I make sure my investments are talking to my tax plan? Because, and tell me if anything sounds like this, but if you have a financial advisor right now, you might've asked them, hey, do you mind sharing just a few strategies and what we're doing for tax planning? And they might say, absolutely, I'd love to, but that's not what I do. In fact, here's a referral to a CPA or here's a referral to um, a tax planner. And In my opinion, that's what a financial advisor should be doing. They should be doing the investments, the tax planning, the insurance analysis, the risk management, the estate planning. They should be doing all of that. It should be comprehensive because if not, we're doing what's known as vacuum planning, which you might have heard about on a separate podcast or this podcast. I talk about it often, and the reason I talk about it is because if we just look at our investments in a vacuum or if we just look at our tax whole picture in a vacuum well we're just missing points things get lost in translation and we're not doing as well as we can People reach out to us and they say, Hey, Aria, interested in working with you and your team, or James, who's my business partner, of course, um, as many of you know. And the reason that is so interesting, people reach out, they'll tell us, Hey, Aria, I don't know what I don't know, but I do know that my financial advisor that I've had in the past or one that I've considered hiring is they don't do tax stuff. Is that something you do? And the answer is yes. So one of the big differentiators is that we focus on tax planning. It's not just, and it's cliche to say this, but it's really not just about what you make, it is about what you keep. And the way you win in return. Retirement is by not losing. So how do we not lose? Well, we keep more money that we want to grow for us, meaning how can we give less away to the IRS? Now, I'm all about being patriotic. Don't get me wrong, but you do not have to be patriotic and pay any more in taxes than you need to. So that is it for today's episode, the three ways to create tax-free income in retirement. And right there, you might want to spend more than that, the 109200 that you could create. And maybe there's other income sources and maybe other things are going on in your life. And it's really something I talk about a lot, but I think it's worth always reiterating, which is if you have a financial planner and you really enjoy working with them, or if you really have enjoyed working with them, wonderful. They've helped you get to where you are today. But if they're a great financial advisor, Odds are they are close to retiring themselves or they're on the younger side like me going, hey, how can I partner with you for the rest of your life? And so ultimately it's how can you find someone that you go, hey, I wanna work with them for the rest of my life and I trust them from a, hey, they're competent and they're curious and they're great with managing my overall picture and there's so many factors and I have another episode on when you should and should not hire a financial advisor because you might've heard, I don't believe a financial advisor is for everyone. I don't think everyone needs one, which is very controversial and I got a lot of pushback to be frank with you from many other podcasters who listen to this podcast, um, because I also listen to theirs, and I love getting their insights, and they were saying, "No, Ari, everyone needs a financial advisor, and I just don't agree with that, so I have an episode on that as well um there's four reasons when you should hire an advisor, which I talk about in that episode, but those reasons are the, the four C's, which is, is your advisor competent? Do they have the core values that you align with? Are they curious? And then convenience. And then above and beyond that, there's additional considerations I talk about. But there's just so many things to this. But A big thing to me is, do you want to have to do this? Because there's certainly value financially from saying, hey, what's the best withdrawal strategy? Okay, what's the best way to create income? Okay, what is the best way to make sure I maximize my wealth? The question to ask yourself is, do you want to be doing that In retirement or is that something you enjoy doing because every client relationship is different and my job is never to tell anyone what to do it's to say hey i am simply the guide so that is it for today's episode just wanted to share what are the three ways to create tax-free income in retirement because i worked at nuveen investments where all i did all day every day was learn the strategies and really say hey how can we best implement these for clients um That is why, to me, I wanted to share this episode. So ultimately, I hope that this was helpful. I know a little bit of a longer episode. Sometimes the listener questions, the the feedback that I'll get is, hey, Ari, I really like the five to 10 minute episodes. And then some people say, Ari, can you do longer? You just didn't expand as much as I wish you would have liked. So please go to my website, submit a question and just share thoughts if you don't mind. I love getting those thoughts because it helps me create better content. And if you're submitting questions, I will answer them. I will literally make the whole episode about your question and I will send you an email anonymously of course, to say, hey, I answer your question in today's episode. So keep those coming. The show continues to grow. I'm all about transparency and authenticity. And when I first started the show, it was legitimately a few hundred downloads a month. I mean, it really wasn't significant. And now we're looking at two, three, 4,000 downloads for some of these episodes. And, And that's all thanks to you guys, seriously. And the reason it's valuable is more people are creating a way to not just have tax-free income, of course, but more people have financial freedom, which is really the freedom to think about money less because of their plan. The most dangerous phase, in my opinion, and I know there's a little bit of a longer episode, but if you're trying to turn off at this point for tax-free income, great. Um, all I'm going to be talking about is a little story here, which is When it comes to, hey, how do I maximize my return on my life, which I talk about often instead of just maximizing your return on your investments, which, of course, we like to do, is at the end of the day, when you look back on your life, you don't go, here was my average rate of return. I averaged a 9.86% or this Roth conversion strategy allowed me to save blah, blah, blah. All important stuff. Don't get me wrong. I love nerding out over that. I mean, that's what I do. But. People too often just focus on that and they lose the point of, hey, what is the real reason we're doing this? Because if you could retire earlier, I want to explore that. What if you didn't have to keep working? Okay, interesting. Or you say, hey, what if I want to do more charitable giving? What's the best strategy to do that? Okay, and if that can help you pay less taxes and give the charity more, it's a win-win. There's just so many reasons. And so some people will reach out and they'll go, do I need an advisor? And I'll say no. You could be fine without one, but people don't want fine. They really want to optimize what it is they work so hard for. So when it comes to retirement planning and just social security strategies and, okay, investments and taxes, it gets overwhelming quick. And I get it, which is why um, the feedback that you share with me about episodes or just about working with me or any thoughts that you share – it's so helpful. So there's more links in the description. You can check us out on YouTube, rate the podcast, all that good stuff. That is it for today. I hope that it was helpful and I'll see you all next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Early Retirement Show. If you have a question that you want answered in a future episode, you can always go to my website, Early Retirement Podcast. tax, or legal advice, consult with your tax preparer or financial advisor before taking any action. This podcast is for informational purposes only.